Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve sallallahu ve barakallahu ve eşrafil enbiya ve mursalin. Nebiyyena Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem. Amma ba'd. Elhamdülillah. O cezakumullahu khayra. Alhamdulillah, in our previous lesson, we came to the end of the Asl al-Awwal, yani the first foundation, and then moved on to Al-Asl al-Thani, the second, which is the foundation of the Deen of Islam. Uh, we began by mentioning the pillars of Islam. Uh, the pillars of Islam, the Shahada, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, it comes to Salah, establishing the prayer, Itai Zakah, giving the Zakah, Somu Ramadan, and the Hajj, the Bayt Allah al Haram. And so, Shaykh al Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, after mentioning these pillars, he goes on to mention some of the Adilla for these pillars. So, he mentions for the little Shahada, the proof for the Shahada. It's called Allah Ta'ala, called Hu Ta'ala, Shahid Allah Anahu La ilaha illahu wal malaikatu wa ulul ilmi qa'iman bil qist. La ilaha illahu wal azizul hakim. And so he begins by mentioning Shaykh al Islam, the Dalil, or the Shahada. He mentions that Allah Ta'ala bears witness along with the angels and those that possess knowledge are upright in relation to it, that they bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship besides him, the Almighty, and the most knowledgeable, or the Almighty and the most wise, rather. And this ayah here is an indication of the greatest form of shahada, and the witness that is born by way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the shahada upon Tawheed. And the shahada of La ilaha illallah. And the shahada, as I mentioned, Shahid Allah anhu la ilaha illallah. So Allah Ta'ala bears witness there is no deity worthy of worship besides Him. And as we mentioned, that the shahada negates. Anything else in the absolute sense, anything else worship besides him. As you mentioned, this word, this uh, kalima, la, or the half la, is what is referred to as la and nafia, the jinns, is absolute negation. Naam, la and nafia, the jinns. And then in the next sentence, illahu, besides him, which is the affirmation that the ibadah is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. With no partners. Meaning, Ya'ala illallah, besides Allah. This is affirming that the ibadah is for Allah Ta'ala alone without any partners. Now, and so, this is the shahada, this is the shahada that no one is worthy of worship besides Allah and the malaika. The angels are in accordance with their wadifa, what they are tasked with. And upon their absolute obedience, then they bear witness to this too. The mention within this ayah. 
אז משה יצא יגרום לו את המשך, ההוא הלוי, יג'ם, אן יועבד וחדהו, ויוטרע וחדהו. אז הוא היא, אלון, When referring here now to the obedience in the Torah, then, of course, Torah can occur in many different ways. You can have the Torah to, you can have the Torah to Allah, as we mentioned it here, or Torah to Rasul, in obedience to the Messenger, or Torah to Amir al-Amr, Uli al-Amr, in obedience to the ruler, Torah to the Walidain, in obedience to the parents, However, this affair of ta'a, when it comes to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it's specifically for him, without any partners. Uh, there's no ta'a to makhluk, over and above the ta'a to khalik. There's no obedience to the creation when it comes to, or when it contradicts to the obedience to the khalik. And when it comes to the obedience of the creator himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so, as mentioned, The obedience of the uh, malaika is one which is absolute. And so, Allah Ta'ala informs us that they are those that are upon this affair of bearing witness that there's no deity worship, worthy of worship besides him. And Shaykh Zayd goes on to mention, فَلَاسَبِيلَ إِلَى مَعْسِيَا عَبَدًا وَجَعَلَهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَعْمَالِ لَا يُكُونَ بِهَا سِوَىٰ And so, there's no means for them يعني, to be upon this affair of معسيا يعني, in any way, shape or form in terms of the malaika as a khalq, as a creation then they, they do not have that within them, or within their own selves, the ability to disobey Allah. Unlike, يعني, the intimate jinn. Mankind is a jinn, may disobey Allah. And upon their Now it goes back to what they choose to do. Do they choose to be obedient? Do they choose to be disobedient? As for the malaika, then they're upon absolute obedience. As Allah Ta'ala informs us, لا يأسون الله ما أمروهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون And they do not disobey Allah in what he commands them with. And they do that which they have been commanded with. So Allah Ta'ala commands them with an affair, then they adhere to it. They adhere to it due to the fact that they are as individuals that do not disbelieve and do not disobey. And... Allah Ta'ala also mentioned in relation to the Malaika. We said, بِحُونَ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارِ لَا يَفْتَرُونَ And so Allah Ta'ala mentioned in relation to the Malaika. They glorify Allah Ta'ala in the night and the day. And they do not become, or they do not become, يعني, bored of this, or fatigued of this, or full sheet, or full short in this. Allah Ta'ala has praised them in that regard. And this, no doubt, 
is the reality of his malaika. So when Allah Ta'ala mentions right, his malaika, they are the ones that bear witness to that he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the only one worthy of worship and truth, then we understand that this is an action that they perform, which is upon pure obedience. And of course, no doubt, anything that they do is only going to be in accordance with the haqq. It's only going to be in accordance with the haqq because this is how they've been created. And so, this is the reality of the malaika. Likewise, those that I mentioned within the ayah as well, are those who all ilm, those that possess knowledge. Those that possess knowledge, likewise, bear witness that there's no deity worthy of worship and truth besides Allah. As we mentioned previously in relation to those that possess knowledge and in relation to knowledge itself, when we're, relating, when we're discussing the tulab al-ilm, the people of knowledge, the students of knowledge, or the ulama, that this knowledge cannot really be regarded as being ilm, yani knowledge indeed, except that it's acted upon. So it cannot be true knowledge until the person acts upon it. For indeed, ilm that has been referred to here, no doubt, is ilm al-shari'i. The knowledge that has been referred to here is knowledge of the Sharia, knowledge of, the, of legislation. Ilm al-shari'i, knowledge of the legislation, is beneficial knowledge once it is acted upon. If a person merely gathers information, however, action upon that knowledge is devoid. Action upon that knowledge is something which is missing. But it cannot be said that the person truly possesses that knowledge. And so thus, when Allah Ta'ala refers to ulul ilm, those that possess the knowledge within this ayah, when he's referring to those individuals, the ones that possess the knowledge, then no doubt he's referring to the ones that possess it and act upon it. For indeed, those that act upon it will be well aware that there's no deity worthy of worship of truth besides Allah. And they bear witness to that. And this is in relation to the Tulab al-Ilm, yani in general, as well as the ulama and the learned individuals. Those that possess this affair and this noble affair with them of knowledge in of itself. And Allah Ta'ala has mentioned the shahada by the bearing of witness of himself along with the malaika. And we know the nobility of the malaika, along with these individuals that possess this knowledge. All of, these, all of them are individuals of nobility, the malaika, those that possess knowledge. And so, when they bear witness to an affair, understand that they are bearing witness to an affair because it's the haqq. As I mentioned previously about the malaika, they bear witness to an affair, then we know it's the haqq because they are only. They only do that which they're commanded with, with doing. If Allah Ta'ala commands them an affair, they do it. If Allah Ta'ala commands them with an affair, then you know that it's in accordance with the truth. And those that possess the knowledge, those that are grounded in knowledge, are those that, are in, that have possessed that true knowledge. Due to the fact that they act upon it. Due to the fact that they, benefit, they have benefited from that ilm and the deen. And so thus, this is an indication of the shahada and his status and Allah Ta'ala knows best. And this is the Ulul Ilm. And 
Those Ulul Ilm are Ahlul Ilm al Shari. The people that possess knowledge of the Sharia. And this Shahada, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bore witness to himself, as well as the noble Malaika. As well as those that possess knowledge of the book and the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Thereafter, Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, was mentioned as the meaning of the shahada. And he mentions that the shahada is meaning is la ma'bu bihaq illallah. That there's no, there's nothing worthy of worship in truth besides Allah. Yani, nafiyan jami'a ma yu'bad min dunillah. Yani, illallah. Mufbitan al-ibada wahdahu la sharika la fi ibadati. Kama annahu laysa lahu sharik fi mulki. And so, here within this shahada, Allah Ta'ala, as we mentioned, negates everything that is worshipped besides him. Negates it all. Whilst affirming that the ibadah is for him alone. Naam. Just as he does not have any partners when it comes to yani dominion and ownership. That he's the Rabbul Alameen. Allah Ta'ala is the Lord of all the creation. And he does not have any partners when it comes to the ownership of the creation. And the ownership of the dominion. And so the meaning of the shahada, la ma'boobi haqq illallah. Then as we mentioned, it has these two pillars. The pillar of negation and the pillar of affirmation. And the Shaykh goes on to mention, Shaykh Zayd goes on to mention, Naam, لا يستطيع أحد أن يدعي بأنه شريك لله في خلق. And so no one is able to claim that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has any partners when it comes to yani, creating or for rizq. Of al-ihya, of al-imata. No one is able to claim that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has any partners when it comes to giving sustenance. Or when it comes to bringing about life. Or when it comes to bringing about death. Those that may claim so, they know that this claim is a claim upon batil. It's a za'am. Yeah, the sahih. Sheikh Ahmed al you mentioned the relation this word za'am. And this is a claim upon Batil. So the one that says that I'm able to bring about life or cause death, this is Allah does. Then this is a claim upon Batil. This is an example of who? Nimrud. Nimrud. Naam. Nimrud. What did he mention? Qala'ana uhi wa umid. He said, I, will, I can bring about life and cause death. I can bring about life and cause death. What he meant by way of that, or by way of his statement, was a claim that the affair of life, the life of the individuals or his subjects, and the death of his subjects, was solely down to his word. So if, for example, the one that was deserving to live, he would say the kalima and they could die. If the individual was deserving to die, he could say the kalima and they would live. And they would not be executed in the khalim. 
However, this claim, no doubt, negates the reality that anything to do with their life, their living, or their death, their dying, ultimately comes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so, anyone that makes that claim is one which is barter. For indeed, Ibrahim mentioned in response, Ya'ani that Allah Ta'ala is the one that brings or calls the sun from the mushrik, from the east. And so he mentions, Fati biha min al-Maghrib. So cause the sun to rise from the west. If you claim this rububiya, if you claim that in truth, in reality, you, are, you have the sole ability of life and death, then allow the sun to come up from the west. Of course, he's not able to do so. And so this, what Sheikh Zayd here is mentioning, is that once we affirm and once we understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is alone, he has no partners when it comes to his dominion, his ownership of everything in creation. Allah has no partners when it comes to the affair of provisions. He has no partners when it comes to bringing about life or causing death. He has no partners in these things. And so, if he has no partners in these things, then of course, by ilzam, by necessity, he has no partners when it comes to ibadah. He has no partners when it comes to worship. If we know that Allah Ta'ala, he's the one that's created us. Allah Ta'ala, he alone allows us to be sustained, sustain life within this dunya. He alone is responsible for our living. He alone will be responsible for when we die. Then no doubt, the affair of gratitude and ibadah, yani it has to be for him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, alone. And so, as it's mentioned, Allah Ta'ala mentions, Ya ayyuhannas, durba mafrum, fastami ulah, inna ladhina tadu'una min duni allahi, lan yakhluquudhu baban, walau ishtami ulah. Allah Ta'ala mentions, O mankind, indeed, a clear example has been given to you. So put forth and listen to it. Indeed, those that call upon other than Allah, they are not able to even create a fly. To the extent if all of them came together in order to do so. And if that flyer was to snatch away anything from them, then thus they would not be able to retrieve it. The one that is seeking is weak as as well as the one, the one that has been sought. And so Allah Ta'ala within this ayah, barakallahu feekum, 
clarifies the reality of those that call upon Allah and call upon other than Allah. Clarifies the reality of the makhluk, the reality of the creation, that they are in need. They, don't, they are the ones that have a need. And it cannot now be said that in relation to the creation itself, that they can do these things for themselves. That they are the ones that have sufficed. They are the ones that can now say, we can do whatever action needs to be done. As Sheikh Zaykoban to mention, that even if they came together, Naam, every single one of these individuals came together, upon this action of trying to create a fly, something, something as small and insignificant as a fly, they will not be able to do so. They will not have the ability to do so. And even, as mentioned, if the fly was to just take something from them, this insignificant fly, this fly which is in reality small, and the human relation to them, in great, the greater proportion, the fly was to take something from them. But it's not ordained, it's not decreed, and they cannot take it back. Or if a, a harm was to come to them, then they would not be able, they would not have the ability to remove that harm. Allah Ta'ala mentions, Do'afu al-talibu al-wantum al-matlub. Either do'af, the weakness of the one, either man, that is seeking from that sanam, from the idol. He has weakness. He's in need of Allah. He's going upon Allah, Allah, and so he's weak. However, the matlub, either one that he's seeking from as well, other than Allah is weak as well. I this weak, this thing that he's seeking from other than Allah, I this idol is making dua to, or this individual is making dua to, cannot aid him likewise. For indeed, all of the affairs are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the talib, the one seeking, he is makhluk, he's created. So he has da'af. He's created, he's in need. What's the matlub? Yani the son, the idol, the one that's been sought, likewise, is in need. What is created as well. They cannot, it's not self sufficient. Likewise, Shaykh al Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, goes on to mention the ayah. In relation to the tafsir and explanation of the of the shahada of La ilaha illallah, wa ta'alamish with qal Ibrahim li abihi wa qawmihi innani bara'a mimma ta'budun illa ladhi fatrani fi innahu siyahdin. And so, Ibrahim mentions to his when Ibrahim mentioned to his father. 
and his people. Indeed, I am free from that which you worship. Except for the one that has created and, orig and originated me. For indeed, he is the one that has guided. And so, within this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the affair of Ibrahim and his da'wah to his father, specifically, and to the Qawm and his people in general. And within this, he mentions, alayhi salam, the negation and the affirmation. He frees himself from anything that is worshipped besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He frees himself from anything that is worshipped besides Allah whilst affirming that the ibadah, that the worship, is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with no partners. So there's no doubt this manner which Ibrahim, the Khalil of Allah, states this to his people and makes his clear manifest to his people. Then, no doubt, this is also in accordance with the Shahada thing, or in accordance with the Shahada of La ilaha illallah. that the individual responds with calling to the truth. Responds by clarifying the affair of the truth. As he mentions that indeed I am free. I am free of that which you worship. And so Allah Ta'ala informs us of his servant and his Khalid, the Imam al-Hunafa, that he may tabarra, I feel souls from his father and his people in relation to that which they worship from amongst idols. Going back to what we mentioned about Islam, our Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Ha, mentioned at the beginning, when he discussed Islam, he mentions Islam as well. Well, Islam is Islam be? Allah be tawhid. Now, wa inqiyat, be ta'a. Wa? Wa barat min shirk wa ahlihi. The affirmation of tawhid wa ta'a. So in Islam in of itself is affirmation of Tawheed, affirmation of worship of Allah Ta'ala and Ta'a, obedience to Allah Ta'ala. Along with that is the freeing of oneself from shirk, not only freeing oneself from shirk, but freeing oneself from shirk and its people. Freeing oneself from shirk and its people. And so, 
Allah Ta'ala mentions thereafter, thereafter I accept for the one that created, originated, I brought me into existence. I accept for Allah Ta'ala. And so he, alayhi salam, restricts his ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with no partners and negated it from, negated the worship of anything other than him and freed himself from it. And so this is the reality. This is the reality of the individual and the, the, the call to Islam. That Islam, no doubt, is upon an affirmation of Tawheed, an affirmation of Ta'alillah. But it's not sufficient just to be upon those. Rather, as we mentioned as well, previously, read previously, that the person must free themselves from shirk wa ahlihi. Free themselves from shirk and his people. And Thereafter, Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab goes into mention, the ayah, قُلْ يَا أَهْلُ الْكِتَابِ تَعَالُوا إِلَىٰ كَلَمَةٍ سَوَاءٍ سَوَاءٍ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمْ أَلَا نَعْبُدَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَلَا نُشُكَ بِهِ شَيْئًا وَلَا يَأْتَخِذَ بَعْضُنَا بَعْضًا أَرْبَابًا مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ فَإِنْ تَوَلُّوا فَكُولُوا شَحَدُوا And so thus, Allah Ta'ala mentions, say, O people of the book, come to a word that we both agree upon, that is the same between us and you, that we worship none other than Allah and do not associate anything in partnership with Him. I will not take one another or take some one another as lords besides Allah. And thus we bear witness that we are from amongst the Muslims. And so this statement here is an indication of how the Shahada is made manifest. I had a person they free themselves from the worship of anything besides Allah. They free themselves from shirk and they free themselves from the mushrikeen. Yeah, by way of the statement that we do not associate anything in partnership with Allah. Allah na'budu illa Allah wa la nushrika bihi shay'a. Naam, I do not worship anything besides Allah. Allah na'budu illa Allah wa la nushrika bihi shay'a. Do not worship anything besides Allah. Do not associate anything in partnership with Him. As this is the khitab. This is an address for the Prophet That Allah Ta'ala has commanded him to direct this in the khitab, this address to the Ahlul Kitab, the Yahud and the Nasara. Ayah dia Ahlul Kitab. 
And they're the people of the Torah and the Injil. And they claim, this is due to the fact that they claim that they are those that are enacting the Risala, they're enacting the message. And that they are those that are enacting the ibadat, the ibadat. And so thus the Messenger of Allah is commanded to address them. If inshallah, if in truth you are truthful in what you should say, let's come to this word in which we worship Allah Ta'ala alone and do not associate anything in partnership with him. The Ahlul Kitab, the Yuhud, they will claim that they are enacting the Risala of Musa enacting the Torah, enacting the Ahkam of the Torah. Whilst the Nasara will claim that they are acting upon the Ahkam, the rulings, of the Injil and what was revealed to Isa alayhi salam. However, the reality is that if they are truly upon the way of these Anbiya wal Mursireen, upon them is to adhere to Tawheed. Upon them is to adhere to his worship of Allah Ta'ala alone and not associate anything in partnership with him. Now, And so, this is the ma'ana, this is the meaning of the kalima, la ilaha illallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs about this particular ayah. Informs us within this ayah, the manner in which a person should adhere to the claims of Tawheed of La ilaha illallah and the worship of Allah Ta'ala alone without any partners. And thus, these are some of the adilla mentioned, or this is, this, these are the, the proofs mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab in relation to the Shahada of La ilaha illallah. And here, bi'ithnillah, we'll conclude. And in the next sitting, go on to discuss some of the points in relation to the proof for the shahada of Muhammad Rasulullah. The shahada of Muhammad Rasulullah, as well as the proofs for the other arkan of Islam as well. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Jazakum la khaira. Barakallahu feekum. Sallallahu wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammad. وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم